Welcome back to Timely, the podcast where three friends talk about random fun topics from the past, present, and future. I am Danny Gula, and for the past segment, we're going to be talking about some famous fictional characters from history and what their either, you know, first names were, their original names, or what you might call their full names for some of them. Yeah. Mm. So full names of past fictional characters. Of all kinds of fictional characters. Cool. Okay. Okay. I'm John Stom, and for the present segment, we're going to be talking about a really wild surgery that just happened. Oh. Oh. I'm producer Jeff, and for the future segment, guys, we're going to be talking about the solution to plastic killing the earth. Oh, that's a good solution. I love this. And it's not what you would expect. It's not Mr. Beast and Team C's. No, no, but it's pretty cool. That helps. But okay, I'm I'm imagining you have a much better thing than yes. I mean, that was maybe. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Before we get into the past, we're going to talk about our sponsor, Sharper Image, who is a really cool company with all kinds of the coolest uh, gadgets and gizmos and toys and all kinds of cool products. We have had the honor of making a, uh, a commercial for them, which, I mean, I say that because um, these products are really cool. They're, they're laser tag blasters yeah. that are really futuristic. They look like Apple designed them or something. They're very like sleek and kind of yeah. all white. Um, and we made this really cool commercial for them, which is coming out on our other YouTube channel, Randomonium, uh, in a little while from, from the date of this recording. And actually, to call it a commercial is a little bit of an undersell. We actually did a whole series of commercials because there's a lot of products all under what they're calling the hand tank laser tag line. And they have a really cool thing called the blast orb, which is this sort of grenade that can either be a grenade or a proximity device. It's just tons of fun. So look out in stores near you for Sharper Image hand tank laser tag. It's really awesome. I would have loved these products when I was a kid. And speaking of the past, mm. ooh, let's go there. All right, gentlemen, are you ready to venture into the past to take a look at some of the characters we grew up with? Well, maybe some of us did. I mean, the first one we're talking about is Barbie, and I don't think any of us had like a lot of personal experience with Barbie, but I, I did with I, my sister. Yeah, we would play a lot together. My daughter. We're watching Barbie in the Dreamhouse on Netflix right now, and she told me Barbie's last name. Oh! Bar- okay. Bar- oh, wait, wait. Yeah. Her Hang on. Is, we're going to talk about that. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Okay, so Jeff's going to know this one, so we're right. just going to have to figure out if John knows this one. So I'm going to tell you guys... Uh, a few names, and you're going to have to guess either if it's like in this situation, Barbie, what her last name is, or I might say the full name of a character, and you're going to have to guess which character that is. Okay. Yeah, it. I'll set this one out. You got it. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so number one on the list is Barbie. Okay. Okay, uh, I am probably the least versed in girls' toys. I have grew up with one brother. And I have all boys mm-hmm. currently, so I uh, I have never played with a girl's toy in my life. Mm-hmm. I will tell you, the TV show Jeff's talking about is hilarious. It's pretty, and fun. your boys would love it. I'm sure. I'm and sure they would. It's all about like Barbie having a vlog. I have so seen every that. episode is her like talking through a vlog. And That's they cool. they talk about like all the jobs she's had and like her like how old she is. Her birthday comes up. It's yeah. it's it's hysterical. I have seen clips of that. It's a clever um, setup for a show. But I'm gonna say her name is Barbara. Mm-hmm. Um, is this the original last name from when they created her, or is this like a retcon thing? Yeah, this is, uh, the, turns out to be the Barbie's full name, because it was named after her daughter. All right, I'll give you guys just A or B. Is her last name Roberts or Williams? Got it, yeah, I remember now. Okay. Hmm. Uh, Bar- Barbara Roberts. That's correct. That's correct. It's Barbara yeah. Millicent Roberts. Millicent? Yeah. What is and that? I, I have no idea. That's it's an old a, name. It's an old timey name. I mean, she was created in 1959, and he, she named her after her daughter, uh, Barbara, but yeah, Barbie's just a nickname. Hmm. 
Oh, speaking of the name Barbara, I just had another idea for a podcast topic, which I'm not going to tell you about right now, but it's going to be coming up soon. So remember the name Barbara, and it will show up in a past podcast topic. In the future. In the future. Got future. it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, on the Barbie train, let's talk about her uh, her boy, Ken. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know what Ken's full name is? I don't. Kenneth. Kenneth. Good. You're there. His full name is Kenneth. Okay. Got that part. That's the hard part. Um, that's all I got. Kenneth Sean Carson is his name. Kenneth okay. Carson. Now, is, do you know if that's based off a real person, just like Barbie was, or? Uh, yeah, the uh, creator actually named uh, Ken after their own son as well. Okay. So yeah. Um, all right, we're gonna go with this name. Tell me which character this is. This is Horatio Magellan Crunch. Oh, Captain, should be Captain easy. Crunch. There we go. Yeah, yeah. 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 you got Magellan Crunch, in there. Magellan. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Do right? people know who Captain Crunch, like the character, is now? Because I know they know what the serial is, but they I haven't think... really shown Captain Crunch really? the character in commercials. Recently, he's I don't on the think. box still, though, right? He is still on the okay. box. That's true. And technically, it's Captain. It's Captain. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Captain Crunch. Okay. I'm, I'm surprised his name is Horatio, though, because I always imagine him as a British sea captain, mm-hmm. like British admiral yeah. or whatever. You know, maybe they were trying to be, you know, they, they didn't know who was going to take over the seas at the time, because you know, sometimes it was the Spanish and sometimes maybe it, it was thought. the English. So. I mean, Magellan was he Spanish or Italian? I know he's Italian. Yeah. So really? maybe they were covering Spanish, uh-huh. Italian, and British. There you, there you go. Crunch. That's the British. No. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, all right, here we go. Uh, let's talk about this guy, Norville Rogers. Norville Rogers. So I'm currently watching Lost in Space. Okay. Uh, oh, that's Robinson. So that's Robinson, yeah. Okay. Um, Norville Rogers. Norville Rogers. Oh, is it Mr. Rogers? Nope. That would be Fred. No, because his name is Fred Rogers. That's, that's not a fictional character. That that's is a man a who guy. just liked to play with puppies. Or toys. <laughs> not puppies. <laughs> puppies. Probably puppies. Probably like puppies. I guarantee there's a clip of him playing with puppies somewhere. He had, he had a friend who was a dog. Oh, is it a uh, Shaggy? It is Shaggy. Okay. Hmm. Shaggy, yeah. Okay. Um, Ted Shackelford. Now keep in mind, his companion that got into a lot of trouble probably should have been shackled. Uh, is it the man in the yellow hat from Curious George? It is the man in the yellow hat. Yeah. Holy moly, you're <laughs> on a roll, Jack. Come on. Mischievous little monkey. I'm yeah. gonna have to give, just give you hints right out of the gate because these are so weird. Some of these names. There's yeah. never. You're never gonna get. This. I don't. I don't need hints, obviously. (laughs) He's on your level. He's on your wavelength. Now, I want to give you this name uh, before I give you the last name, because the last name will give it away completely. So I'm just going to give you the the full name, because he's got a mouthful here. Bartholomew Richard Fitzgerald Smythe, and then there's a last name, which is usually a mouthful as well. The the last name would give it away. That's why you're not telling us. The last name would 100% give it away. Okay, give me the name one more time. Bartholomew Richard Fitzgerald Smythe blank. Is this TV show or cartoon? Um, Comic book? Commercial. Commercial? It's a commercial character. Mm. One of the California raisins? It's a, you're, you're close. It's a product mascot. Ronald McDonald? Oh. What about the 7 Up guy? The 7 Up guy. The little not, red spot? Uh, in 1989. That has, yeah. that, that has a name. I forget what it is. For those of you who aren't 35, spot. <laughs> I think it's the spot. <laughs> the spot? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe his name was Bartholomew or whatever. Oh, I don't know. The Noid. Remember the Noid? Yeah, from the Noid. From Domino's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this was Mr. Peanut, whose full name is oh. Bartholomew Richard Fitzgerald Smythe Peanut, which is why he's so fancy with that mo- monocle. Monocle, yeah. That that there you makes go. sense. If, uh, speaking of monocle, the the Monopoly guy does not have a monocle. He doesn't. It's that, just one of those common uh, Mandela yeah. effects. Which yeah. is on a previous episode of the podcast. Which he you should doesn't check out. have them. Does he have glasses? No. no. He's just a squinty-eyed dude. He's just got the mustache. His little beady eyes. Top and hat. Top hat. Yep. Does he have a cane? I think he has, yeah, a, I think he has, a, he has a tuxedo. I think he has a, a cane. cane. I don't know. He's there, a, real, a real estate mogul. There's a really cool version of the game that we just got, which is supposed to be really like female-friendly. It's his um, it's his young millennial niece <laughs> who uh, 
is teaching you, I think I remember, if I remember right, it's like how to be an influencer kind of thing. So you're like buying up brands and, or no, she's like starting a business, I think is what she is. She's like an entrep- entrepreneurial boss girl. So is she like doing ad reads for Skillshare and Probably, stuff? Probably, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the same game, but just like different themes, you That's know? That's hilarious. All right, so Officer Edgar Mallory. Officer. He sent a lot of people straight to jail. Straight to jail, huh? I mean, is that the Monopoly guy? Uh, that would be the Monopoly guy's policeman. So the little character that's on the jail thing has a name. I, well, why? I don't know. For real? For real, 100%. Can I be honest? Monopoly is super boring, and I don't enjoy playing it. Yeah. Mm. There's a lot of good board games out there. Monopoly's not one of them. It takes too long, and it's not satisfying. No, and like kids, who care? Kids don't care about real estate. Like, yeah. give me some Settlers of Catan or Ticket to Ride. There you for go. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and then Uncle Pennybags is actually the Monopoly guy's name. That's and uh, his, his full name is Milburn Penny, Pennybags. I just wanted to get off this Monopoly kick. Perfect name. Yeah. You know what's really sad about myself? Whenever you said Officer Edgar, whatever you said, yeah. I was almost like, is that G.I. Joe? No, his name's Joe. <laughs> his name's Joe. <laughs> his name's Joseph, Private Staff Sergeant. Joe Joe Joseph. Joe Josephinson. Yeah. Um, we got Edward Bear. There's a lot of famous bears out there. So Edward Edward Bear. Bear. Edward Bear. Oh, it's gonna be like a Disney character, like a bear, okay. like 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 um. Not Baloo. Good, Not good, Baloo. Good thought. He's, good he's thought. Got, he's got a name. Not the Berenstein Bears. Could be the Berenstein Bears. There's Although their last name is Berenstein. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's Papa. I think it's yeah. like Papa Berenstein or something. Yeah. It's not Winnie the Pooh. What are the summer fa- famous Berenstein. Berenstein. There are three, There's the three Berenstein. little bears. Edward Bear. Edward Bear. He's a British bear. He's been in books and movies. A British bear? I know. Is it? It's a, you're, you're right there. Otherwise, I would give it to you right now. It's like a... Fairly recent movie. Mm, uh, Didn't they make like a version? They, they made a recent version, yeah. Like Barrington, Chuggington. What is his oh. name? It's like, oh, yeah. Um, 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 Tarpington. Fifth Paddington. 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 I knew yeah, it was yeah, a British. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. no, you're absolutely wrong. It's Winnie the Pooh. Oh, for real? I did <laughs> say Winnie the Pooh. Oh, you did? I yeah. didn't hear that. His name's not Winnie the, the no, Pooh? No, no. It's 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 uh, Edward Bear named after the author's uh, childhood the, stuff. Too. Why do they call him Winnie the Pooh? I have no idea. What's the Pooh? Like, yeah, seriously, my kids laugh. Every the, every kid laughs the first time they hear Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the like, Pooh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, no, seriously, that's his name. But it's not. That's weird. Not at all. We've been lied to. Not at all. Okay. Uh, really famous alien whose real name is Gordon Shumway. We should we should all be familiar with this alien as Hold well. On. Gordon Shumway. Uh, okay, an alien named Gordon. Gordon. Okay. Uh, that's not a really cool name. It's very Gordon. cheesy. No, it's got to be like cheesy. maybe Star Wars, but... A famous alien. Spock. Mm. No. No. Particularly from our era of childhood. Maybe a little oh, earlier. There you go. Alf. Yeah. Alf just means uh, alien, alien life form. Life that's form. right. Yeah, that's right. Gordon? Gordon. <laughs> that kind of makes yeah. sense based on his person. He's like, sure. yeah, I'm going to eat some cats. Hey. I'm Gordon. Yeah. This one uh, blew my mind. I'll give you two more here. Uh, Poppin' Fresh. That's a name? That's a name. The name is Poppin' Fresh. Poppin's a name. It's like an old-timey British name, I feel like. Oh, like Mary? Poppin'. Like Mary Pop, that's Poppins. It's true. So like a first name is Poppin. The first name is Poppin. Poppin Fresh. Poppin Fresh. Does he have a brother named Lockin? Uh, he does and not, but he is an advertising character. An old advertising character. What about um, Pringles? That's a good one, but no. What about the Pillsbury Doughboy? There it is. Why do I keep getting the these Pillsbury right? Pillsbury Doughboy. I don't know. This is remarkable, Jeff. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> This is nuts. Uh, they uh, the I, whole name was supposed to be given to the company's fresh quality, and I, then I feel just like kind of weird. Like when people get their wordle guess on the first guess, people are like, "You're a genius." It's like 
You're not a genius. No, you just lucky. made a good you guess. You just made a good guess. But I'm over here thinking, like, it's probably Tony the Tiger. No, his name's Tony. And you're over here, like, getting it right. Yeah, yeah. The Pillsbury Doughboy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know why popping. Like, what? It, dough. I don't know. When you pop it open? Pop maybe. it in the oven. Although maybe. Pringles, I think, was a better guess. Pringles was a, an excellent guess. Because that's what keeps us fresh. All right. Last one we got here is Cavity Sam. <laughs> Uh, Cavity Sam. Cavity Sam. Sam. I'm not going to give you clues in this one because the name is a little bit of a, a tricky thing, but also a dead giveaway. Okay. Cavity Sam, I'm wondering, is it like a villain? For, or you're just like looking looking at me now. Yeah, like, like, yeah, yeah. whatever you say, it's oh, going to be right. So. Is it like a villain from a serial commercial by it, any chance? It is not. It is a character from a game. Cavity Sam. Cavity Sam. Jeopardy? No, that's not. Oh. A, I mean, that's a board. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's uh, <laughs> Alex Trebek. That's Alex Trebek's real name. <laughs> Cavity Sam. She's like, listen, that, that's not a smart enough name, Alex. Listen, kid, if you're gonna host a show, you gotta change your name from Cavity Sam. It's a, oh. it's a smart game. You can't be, can't who, be Cavity Sam. Who is Alex Trebek? <laughs> Trebek. Um. Yeah, that sounds French. The French are smart. You're hired. <laughs> okay. Um, is it like a um Oregon Trail type of game? Nope. It no. is a boardish game. Board is a little bit of a stretch. It's more of a box that you take things out of. You take things out of cavities in the box. Oh, it's the guy laying on the table in operation. It's the operation guy. Yep. Cavity Sam is oh, his name. Makes sense. Another good guess. <laughs> hey, pulling things out of his cavities yeah. in his body. Like, yeah. That makes that really kind of dark. Like That game in general. It is. I mean, you're trying to help the guy, but every time I was scared to play that game because whenever it would buzz, uh, it's scary. Oh, yeah, yeah, my kids so, are frightened of that. Yeah, yeah they're, they're kind of over it now, but you got to be a certain age to not be yeah. terrified. Yeah, when it buzzed, I was like, I killed him. Like, it's very anxiety inducing. Yeah. It's also uh, just lightheartedly playing with death in the operating room because isn't that what it's supposed to be if you fail, like you killed him? Oh, I don't know. I think so, yeah. yeah. Do the instructions say that? I don't know. <laughs> Probably the old timey instructions are like, listen, kid, don't kill the guy. <laughs> Speaking of surgeries, let's take this to the present. All right, guys, I want to talk about um, the most complicated surgery. According to surgeons, Whoa. this is one of the most, like, tricky, difficult, often, like, you know, messed up, complicated surgeries to perform is connecting two intestines together, like two pieces of intestines together. Really? That, I feel like, don't they do that a lot? I, I mean, I would have to think if the intestines are, like, always working, mm -hmm. like, how do you... It's very, I guess it's very delicate, like, soft tissue, sure. easy to, like, rip. So th that surgery was just performed four times consecutively by a surgeon. It's like a record. He like set like this record of Whoa. doing this surgery um, very, very well four times consecutively, which is um, which is great. Yeah. Um, I should also mention that that uh, surgeon was a robot. So, hang on. Did it make the decisions? Yeah. Why aren't you acting more surprised? Yeah. That was an autonomous. Wait, I didn't think we were there yet. Autonomous robot just performed. Uh, a surgery, a very, very complicated surgery without the help of humans. Oh no help. Gosh. Just pre-programmed, like, hey, go in there, look at this human, slice and dice them up and connect these intestines. Yeah. He wasn't, like, removing a mole. He That's one of the hard surgeries. Oh, thank God. Laparoscopic, so, you know, that means, like, um, the, the, the camera goes in mm -hmm. there with the, the little... Slicer. You want to see my tummy? Nope, I don't. Oh, I got uh, scars from that one. They don't yeah, have so to like I. cut you open and like look at it all. You know, they can yeah. like send in the camera and the and the scalpel. Yeah, and kind of do the surgery. Very you know minuscule, tiny little details. They actually blow you up like a balloon. They, they put do. Gas in you. Yeah. Yep. 
I also should say that this is not on a person. This oh. is on, on a pig. Okay. Oh, okay. That helps. Uh, okay, good. That's not quite We're not yet teaching robots how to slice us up and turn us into little murder oh, machines. Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> we're teaching them, but they just haven't done it yet. Wow. I, I think this proves that it could do it. Right. So while I'm, you know I'm really afraid of, of robots taking over killing us all. I'm grateful that uh, we might stop surgeons from killing us. That's kind of cool. Why would expound on that? Human error, man. Like it's such a common. Like they always say, you died from complications in surgery. That just means it was hard. Yeah. But, but I mean, don't you think there can be robot error? Oh, I'm sure there will be, but it'll be way more minuscule compared to a human because a human gets tired. You think so? Shakes. Really? Has to make decisions without precision. See, I feel like you've got in mind this like this ideal idea of a robot that's from like Star Trek. Where everything is, but think about our technology right now. Like almost everything has bugs. Like oh, I gotta restart this. I gotta, you know, this isn't working right. I've lost yeah. connection with that. So I could see there being a lot of robot error in the first long period of time that we start using stuff like I that. Mean, I could see that eventually, but man, if this thing could make it through four pigs in a row, <laughs> no, man, we got something going on there. There's no stopping us. Yeah. So. Uh, the star robot performed this procedure in four pigs, um, and it produced significantly better results than humans performing the same procedure. Ooh. So, I mean, again, this is just one, like the first kind of, um, you know, breakthrough. Yeah. So, it, like, they haven't done long-term studies, yeah. studies and testing and making sure, like you said, that this is going to work consistently. Bottom line is we were able to make a robot that did better than a doctor. Uh, so, I mean, it's kind of like whenever they yeah. designed the um, the robot that beat the human in chess. It's yeah. kind of like, yeah. oh, okay, this True. is a, this is another level. Now, um, he, now here's where you start seeing the uh, the people start fighting against robot workers. Like some people really didn't care mm -hmm. when it was McDonald's workers, but when you start getting rid of them expensive surgeon jobs, mm -hmm. true, that's going to be a whole other thing. All right, so we got to ask a question: Would, Would you, you let a robot cut you open and do a surgery on you? One hundred percent. Have you met surgeons? What? Have you met surgeons? They're all the guys we went to high school with that were like jock bros who are like super excited and want to outperform everybody. Now, yeah. granted, they do it. They, they do. That actually the, makes them good surgeons. But those same guys also used to throw back like six, four locos a night in college while they were learning all this right. stuff. But you don't hear a lot of that happening in the OR. No, but that's when they were supposed to be learning about how to do this. Let me explain why I'm surprised about you being like, yep, I'm going to do it. Sign me up. Because you're the one that's afraid of a robot takeover. I you're am. the one that's afraid of the same Singularity, well, and you're inevitable. like, put me on the list to be cut open by a robot. Well, we're not stopping it. That's weird, man. I feel like you would want to fight it. Fight it, bro. Oh, I will fight it. But it doesn't mean you're stopping it. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not totally sure where you. Yeah, I'm, I would probably do it um, once it's been kind of fleshed yeah. out a little bit more. Yeah, once they've tested it on several more pigs than four. Right. Yeah, yeah. Once um, they've fleshed it out, meaning once the robot are more like androids and they yes. have flesh, is yeah. that what you mean by yeah, that? I want yeah. my robot surgeon to look like a doctor. No, I'm just kidding. And like, I, like I, Arnold Schwarzenegger? I want them to show decisively through many scientific studies that the star robot can do better surgery than a human. And I, if they can do that... I would do it. I just yeah. think that there are so many things that we already kind of resign ourselves over to like... I don't understand it. It's an advancement in technology. I'm sure it's going to be fine. Like, even laparoscopic surgery, for example. Mm -hmm. Like, that is a newer type of surgery. Yeah. And when they first started doing that, you know, I had my appendix out, and they did it laparoscopically. And before, they'd have to, like, you know, right. do the yeah. whole cut you open thing. But I didn't think twice about it. I didn't think about, well, how many people have they tested this on? And, like, right. do we know mm -hmm. that it's going to be as effective? Can they mess up? I was like, I don't care. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Just get it out. Yeah, the doctor said, this is what we recommend, and you're like, okay. Yeah, yeah and about like eight years or maybe even nine years ago, I don't remember how long ago it was, I, when I lived up in Chicago, I remember seeing this demonstration, and it was basically like a pod that you sat in that had all the surgery robot arms in it with the tools and stuff. And the idea is that a surgeon doesn't have to go to you. Like, so say you want to hire the best surgeon to do your, do your work. He can just hang out at his office in like, you know, Laguna Beach, you know, soaking up the sun while uh, he's just working out on his little MacBook Pro and, you know, doing the surgery remotely. I have. Yeah, I've heard that that's been happening a lot lately. Yeah. They're doing remote surgeries. So, I mean, the tools, like the mechanics are there. They right. just have to figure out the programming and like the cameras to be able to scan the body and tell it what to do what were you saying like you go in a room and there's all the little things? it was like well i mean this was the demonstration i saw it was like this weird little pod box thing like the jetsons when he Pretty gets much, up in the morning yeah. and like all the things come in or like, like you know boba fett the the yeah, yeah. the pod with the uh the back tank? to tank like yeah. it was like one of those pods but it wasn't filled with water it was filled with arms that gave you nightmares you don't want that to go wrong if all of a sudden this is like <laughs> like a suicide box like you become a pin cushion it's an inverted spider yeah like the, the arms and legs are inside oh what is happening where have we gone we got dark if there's guys any, this is the first time we've really gotten dark in the, in the present, present? Yeah. <laughs> i don't want to violate hippo laws here but like have you have you guys you've had surgery before yeah um i had an ingrown toenail they removed a piece of that off did my they put toe, you out so. no it was local yeah. anesthetic yeah i don't think that counts no it doesn't count I, i've yeah. been put under twice i had my yeah. wisdom teeth taken out yeah mine was one of those because mine mm -hmm. were impacted so they had to knock me out and yeah i did not that's handle a different that kind well. of knockout than like full-on surgery when i had my appendix out about 10 years ago um i remember waking up in recovery and being like super out of it and like uh -huh. the, the recovery nurse was like you're not gonna remember this and i'm like no i am going to remember this i'm gonna and then i <laughs> fell asleep right that's all i remember i don't remember her name or anything i just remember her saying you're not gonna remember this and you're like i'm gonna do it i take that back there's one thing she did say that i do remember she said wow they said that you were a fighter and then I went out, and I'm like, I woke oh. up. I'm like, what did she mean by that? Probably that you were awake. I guess so. But then when I went to my like post-op consultation, like three weeks later, I talked to the doctor. I'm like, why did my recovery nurse say that I was a fighter? He's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, no, I want to know. What did I do? I like, did I punch out a nurse's assistant <laughs> or something? Like, what if you flatlined no. mid-surgery and they did? Do they have to tell you if that happens? <gasps> yeah, I think they do. If really? I coded on the OR table, put yeah. the restraints on them. I, I mean, like the idea of you fighting somebody. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like kicking people with my arms restrained. <laughs> like, don't cut me. No, no. I thought you were gonna say the one. I thing love my appendix. <laughs> it's part of me. The one thing I remember her saying was, "Get out the robot arms." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm generally an agreeable guy, so I hope that I didn't turn into like a complete jerk that was like cursing at people and like, I don't know, maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe, I don't know. Yeah. So I, I woke up crying for my first surgery because I was so happy that it was oh. the pain was over, and then the doctors had to be like, "Who's gonna tell him it didn't work?" Oh. And then you cried and I had for to do different it again. reasons. I was like, "No." Yeah. See, <laughs> so yeah, I bet you would have. I mean. You know what? I just figured it out. I know why he wants to have a robot surgeon. I've never had a good surgery. He's had a lot of bad surgeries. I've had a lot of bad surgeries. That's a good He's point. Had a lot every of single time, it's yeah. been bad. It's yeah. a good point. I've That's had true. I've had complications for every surgery, and there's yeah. been like four of them. Yeah. yeah. All right. So if we're if we're gonna look forward to robots like driving our cars one day and uh, yeah, delivering our Amazon packages. Uh -huh. I mean, may as well cut us open. Sure. Right. Yeah. Let's what's one more thing. Yeah. Uh, let's let's think of a better future. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's go. Let's go there. 
Before we move on, we've got to talk about one of our favorite videos that we've ever made. Oh my goodness, it's so good. Yeah, so we on our channel, Randomonium, we make commercials for all kinds of different um, products and services and stuff. And we recently finished a really, really fun video. It's the story of us making 37 commercials yeah. in four nights in the coolest toy store in the world in New York City. Yeah, in FAO Schwartz, they had this awesome partnership that we've talked about a lot with Target, uh, and Target wanted them to show off the top toys of the holiday season, so we made these awesome toy commercials demonstrating all the uh, top toys of the holiday season. They went up on Target's YouTube channel, so you can check that out there, but on Randomonium, you'll see the full story of how we did it, get to see a lot of the awesome FAO Schwartz products, and even though this was a holiday uh, series and uh, you can still watch those videos. There's still a lot of awesome FAO products at Target, so definitely head to Target.com or, or your local Target store and check out what they've got. All right, gentlemen, welcome to the future. Danny's future is dark. You know, I mean, well, we all live in the same future, so you're just lying to yourself. I mean, your personal future could be dark. Mm. It is. <laughs> but typically when you bring a future topic, it's dark. I'm going to bring a happy one. Yay! Okay. The plastic in the middle of the ocean, <laughs> which is presently a problem. That's dark. That's dark. Yes. How big is it now? It's huge. Uh, it was Texas, I think, last I, time. I, I think heard. it was the size of Texas. Yeah, so mm -hmm. you probably know what we're talking about, but like, there's any plastic that somehow ends up in the ocean, the way currents work, they, they kind of right. collect in this area in the Pacific, and it's gigantic yeah. and there's all these people trying to figure out how to clean it up because we are not using plastic less and it's just going to get bigger and bigger and well, it's a problem it's killing wildlife and yeah everything. and the worst part is is they're finding that plastic as well like microplastics and parts of that plastic even i think it was i saw like a whole container or something in the bottom the deepest parts of the ocean like the Mar marianas trench is that what it's called i think so yeah marianas sure yeah. uh james cameron went there yeah he did speaking of microplastics or microparticles. What if I told you that we consume an average of five grams of plastic particles per week? Oh, I would totally believe it. Yeah. It's a huge problem with, they find it inside your cells. That's even. right. And one of the reasons why I'm bringing this topic up is because, uh, as we have recently discussed, I'm not the best at recycling. Yeah, yeah, we've discussed this. I think we know this. Uh -huh. But I need to get better because 91% of plastics are not recycled. So there's a lot that's just just out, out there. Now, is that because they're not recyclable or they're just not recycled? I think a little bit of both. Okay. Yeah. And, and I also think it has to do with 91%. Like, think of how much plastic we use. Yeah. It's just a lot. Everything is plastic. Well, and it's been exponentially growing year over year. Right. Another big problem, too, I remember with uh, the Team C's, the Mr. Beast, Mark Rober uh, video launch yep. of, you mm -hmm. know, like, we're going to clean up the plastic from the beaches and stuff. And they, they spoiler alert, they, they did it. $30 million they raised to, to pull Correct. out, like, 30 million pounds of trash out of the oceans and the beaches. That was cool. But I think in that video they talked about um, one of the biggest contributors is, like, third world countries where they don't have a lot of access to quality, um, like trash or waste management mm -hmm. yeah um and so like a lot of the trash just goes into like their backyards and it gets washed away to the streams mm. and then eventually the ocean and so not to say that america is not part of the problem but i think um in lower income places there's just no way to get rid of your trash yeah well this is especially close to home for me because um my father his entire career he worked in making yeah. plastic saws and urethanes right. and oh yeah polymers <laughs> i actually worked in those plants in the summertime and like it's nasty stuff. Yeah, like yeah. This, I one time got sprayed in the chest with a big vat full of pre-plastic chemicals, and I was 
waterproofed for a week. You were a superhero? Yeah, like the water beaded on me like yeah. I was Scotchgarden. You have a lame superhero <laughs> origin story that takes place in a chemical factory. It only lasted a week, but I got hit with chemicals and I was waterproof for a week. What, what was your superhero name? not lame at all. It's amazing. <laughs> you're, water, you're just slightly water resistant. What are you, is your name Scotchgarden? <laughs> I just, that night I got in the shower and I was like, Oh no! Like the water's like like nothing. The water was not hitting me. It was like this. This probably is not good. That's yeah. amazing. Now eventually, I guess like my skin cells like regenerated and pushed all the chemicals off me. But I don't know what the long term effects are going to have been of that. So I'm just glad that we now know you can waterproof people. <laughs> yep. Anywho, um, but due to modern advancements in technology. What if I told you that the future of plastic is actually fungus? Oh, I like, you, I like where you're going with Have this. you heard this? I've heard of algae plastics, but I've not heard of fungus ones. Mycelium is basically the root system of the mushrooms that we eat. And the way mushrooms grow is the roots, there's like a network of roots that actually build first before the mushrooms start mm -hmm. growing. So um, what they're doing is they're putting like, um, agricultural waste in molds, like shaped in the shape of what they want plastic parts to look like, mm -hmm. and then putting these mold spores in there. And then within a week, this root system will build and fill out and actually create a what, plastic. Whatever shape, type it, it, substance. Like vacuum forming, or yes. like how they would do like cast iron or anything. That's right. Huh. Yep. But with roots, that's super cool. And are those roots like just really strong, or what's the story? It's just it's a material that just so happens to have the same consistency. Like in their its most natural form, when it's concentrated in a mold, mm -hmm. it's a lot like styrofoam. Oh, okay. Cool. Now styrofoam is especially horrible. Yep. So bad. And it's starting to be outlawed in a lot of states, from what I understand. Because you yeah. can't recycle it, right? You can't, no, recycle, you can't it. recycle it. It's just and it does not break down. Like mm -hmm. it just sits out, and you can't burn it either because it yeah. does nasty stuff to the environment. It breaks down in a really frustrating way. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, it gets yeah. all over your house like freaking glitter. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. that's true. It, like sticks to you with the static. Yeah. If you uh, put it in uh, gasoline, you can create napalm. Says the guy who has a very detailed plan about the end of the world. I told you, I'm prepared for the I know, robots. I know, I know. Uh, but I'll let them operate on me. <laughs> <laughs> if they screw it up, I'm going to napalm them. Listen, the humans had their chance. So production is significantly, like, consumes significantly less energy to produce sure. this type of substance, it's right? passive, right? Yeah, for the most part, yeah. And when, um, when you make it, you can get, like, four or five different forms of the stuff that they're using for different uses and purposes. So the first one is, like, a less rigid version that's like styrofoam it has the same like thermal qualities to mm -hmm. it as far as like it doesn't transfer heat and all that other stuff so it's good for like food packaging and things yeah. of that nature because it's organic um and it's even uh, like a deco like that type of mycelium will decompose in soil in 45 days wow wow so it will really break fast. down immediately now think about that like going from styrofoam yeah which doesn't ever break down mm -hmm. to something that will break down in 45 days you just that's chuck it in your backyard cool. and it'll right. be fine um it's more rigid form they're starting to use it because they can they can do things to it to make it more rigid and it's more like leather so they're like making gloves 
Um, like, cool. like kind of plastic cleaning gloves or something? No, like style, like fashion gloves. Oh, oh sweet. Adidas is actually using yeah, I heard of that. fungus for like their flaps and some of their parts on their shoes. Wow. Some celebrity, uh, who was it? Somebody we saw um, wearing it in New York. It was um, Stella McCartney. She's She's got a line that's yes. using Oh, yeah, it was, um, it was Jimmy Fallon. Fallon. Yeah, when he worked with Fallon, and that's who it was. And he said it was Stella McCartney. He said right. they're made out of mushrooms. That's no, so weird. So, yeah, I mean, just, just name dropping over Full here. circle. We met Jimmy Fallon. We're about to shoot this video with him. You know, the Jimmy Fallon walks into the room. And like we're just trying to be cool and try to make some small talk and not look like we're totally starstruck. And you know, I was like, hey, those are some cool shoes. Like he was wearing these really unique like sneakers with like you know wild like shoelaces on them. Mm -hmm. And like those are some cool shoes. And he's like, oh yeah, thanks. Uh, Stella McCartney designed these you know for me. Yeah, <laughs> they're made out of mushrooms. And we were all just kind of like. What are the words That's you just what? said? That was it. It's mycelium. Paul McCartney's daughter designed you shoes, and they're made <laughs> out of food. Like I don't like you just you're Jimmy like Fallon. I, I, my mind couldn't handle all the things that were happening, yeah. but that makes sense now. Yeah. But kudos to Jimmy Fallon for being like such a stand-up, cool, regular dude that all three of us forgot who that person was that wore fungus shoes. <laughs> That's right. More than we remembered the fungus shoes. Like it was just like another guy we worked with in New York. We we're like, "Who was that?" "Oh, Jimmy Fallon because he's just like super nice." I think the title of this video is going to be from fast fashion to fungus fashion. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. That's good. It won't be, but it that, won't be. yeah. Um okay, so in the UK they're actually producing mycelium to uh, replace home insulation. And not only is it perfect for home insulation, it actually performs better than like leading insulation brands right now. Man. Very cool. Fungus in your yeah. house. Because hey. that rigid foam insulation is becoming more and more popular because you can use it in a lot of different ways. Now, so. here's the question. Um, you are fine with robot surgery. 100%. Are you okay with mushroom insulation in your house? I hate mushrooms. They're disgusting and they should not be consumed, in my personal opinion, because they're gross. I would definitely use them in my house. But here's the other thing, too. Speaking of food, the consistency of mycelium is it forms in layers very similar to muscular tissue <gasps> and might be the way that they're going to make alternate meat sources. It would be like a meat, kind of like we're talking about cultured meat. Like you could use that as like the housing for whatever meat, like if that's like the fiber, right? you still have to then put the meat protein onto the fiber. Uh -huh. Cool. Interesting. Yep. Um, and last but not least, this one blows my mind. They're experimenting with its electric conductivity and they are seeing if they can replace processors that are in Fitbits so that you could have reactive fungal bio wearables that are basically like smart devices. Mushroom smart fungus. So what stuff. are they what are they putting in the Fitbits with the fungus? They're the they're messing with uh changing out some of the processor parts. Like they would oh, conduct electricity. Like, like maybe it's like replacing silicone or something like that? I guess so. Weird. So here's the real question um which I will ask and then answer. Is the fungus still alive and still growing when you're wearing it or eating it or putting it in your house? And the answer is no, because they heat it until it dies. So it's not putting off spores or anything like that. Okay. So you're good to go. How does it not break down in 45 days? I don't know. It's a good question. I think it has to do with um, like humidity and temperature and some of those other things as well. I mean, like your leather jacket doesn't just decompose. But if you buried it in the ground, I'm sure it would start to. Maybe. Yeah, it did say that it would start decomposing in soil in 45. Yeah, because there's critters, bacteria, all the things that do the decomposition. That's right. I mean, even if they're able to just use this stuff as like a hybrid with other materials, or even if they were using a little bit less plastic than yeah. before, that'd be great. So cool. Just so. think about, though, I mean, the cleaning up the plastic, the Texas-sized Texas island of plastic in the ocean is great, 
but we're still using plastics so often. Like we're just yeah. going to be putting that plastic right back in the island. So yeah. to come up with an alternative source that breaks down is a good route to take for the future of plastic. So you're saying instead of a plastic island, we need a fungal jungle. Mm. Yeah, fungal that's jungle. That's what we need. Yeah, that's what we need. <laughs> yes. Okay. There's the question, the time and the space that it takes to create this, is that better than making plastic? It is significantly really? better. It, and it goes faster. I mean, they can make this stuff like very quickly. And, you know, they're actually experimenting with seeing if they can concentrate how they're making it in yeah. different um, conditions so that they could potentially use it for building materials. Hmm. And like support yeah. beams, they actually made a 45-foot tower, I think, in England, where they're trying to figure out if they can... It's currently, it doesn't hold up under the same PSI that like concrete, right. and, you know, rebarred metal does. But they're working on it, which is yeah. good. Even if it doesn't replace everything ever, like, it, it, think about like the plastic tubs you have in your house. Like, yeah. those don't need to support like a billion pounds. You can replace those, and mm -hmm. that's taking some of the plastic out of the world. Yeah, straws, cups. Yeah. I have a, I have a hope that one day... We will be recording the timely podcast on microphone cables that have fungus and earbuds. We'll have earbuds in our ears that are mm -hmm. fungus and that you listening to this podcast are doing so on phones and computers that are made of fungus. There we go. It's There's a fungus among us. Okay, there it is. I was going to see how long can we get through this segment without, without saying fungus. Yeah. Or how about this? Then you can listen to three fun guys while you're listening to there us on is. your fun guys. There it is. Okay. Yep. I still like Fungal Jungle better. It's better. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we want to thank everybody for joining us on this episode of Timely because um, it's super fun for us to do. And this literally is like hanging out with us on a daily basis. Yeah, 100%. Yep. yep. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yes, he's right. So we have fun. We hope you had fun. And we'll see you next time.